Today and welcome to Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It is Friday, December 15th, 3.04 p.m. here in the studios of Harvest Family Radio, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, bringing you our live local talk and variety program every Friday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. Glad to have you with us. Whether you're listening on the radio at 88.1 FM, or you're listening online through our website, hbcguam.org, khmg.org, hcaguam.org. You can find us through all the different ministry websites. khmg.org is probably the easiest one. And then, of course, you can find us on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Find us, follow us. We appreciate you keeping up with what's going on here at the radio ministry, really our broadcast ministry. A lot of different things happening here, not just radio signals, but also a lot of different programs we produce and put online, broadcasting all around the world. We're even partnered with Transworld Radio, broadcasting into limited access nations in the Far East, trying to reach the world with the gospel and with Bible-based programming, beautiful Christian music, and during the holiday season, of course, some Christmas music. Glad to have you with us today. 244 times we've done this show, episode 244. So we're coming up on our five-year anniversary. Very hard to believe that we've been on the air that long, and uh, it's a lot of fun. If you're new to the show, I encourage you to stay tuned. We just have a little bit of fun. We take a lighter approach to our Friday afternoons, talk about things that are happening here on Guam. We give you some information, some education, some edification, we just have some good, clean fun as we, we meaning not just myself, but you as the listener participating by listening and enjoying what we're producing. And then, of course, I have some regular guests and some irregular guests uh, in the studio, which I'll talk about a little later. But it is the month of December. We're right smack dab, as we say back in Missouri, smack dab in the middle of December. December is... Youngsters on the Air Month, which we've celebrated a little bit this month, Tomato Month, and Tropical Fruits Month. We've talked about these, but there are some special days that are happening in December. The Christmas Bird Count Week started yesterday, goes all the way through January 5th. We're in the middle of Advent, which goes through Christmas Eve. Gluten-Free Baking Week. Not sure why that's a thing, but that starts on Monday, so... No, Sunday. I take that back. Sunday, the 17th through the 23rd, Gluten-Free Baking Week. I I mock. I know there are some people gluten could kill you. So for you folks, have at it. For anyone else that just does it for the fun of it, shame on you. Anyway, uh, let's see here. We have some other things. Human Rights Week is ending on the 17th. International Language Week is the 19th through the 25th. Let's see. A couple other things. Um... Time went on for safety campaign, ran from November 23rd through January 1st, just to get through the whole Christmas season. Some special days. Today, the 15th of December, Bill of Rights Day, Cat Herders Day, I think that's uh, kindergarten teachers, International Tea Day, National Cupcake Day, National Ugly Christmas Sweater Day, and Underdog Day. 
for you listeners that are old enough to have watched the cartoon Underdog, that might have brought back memories of getting up early on school days and watching Underdog and Bullwinkle and Rocky. On the 16th, by the way, it's uh, Barbie and Barney Backlash Day. Not sure what that is. Uh, It's also the 16th Chocolate Covered Anything Day. I could celebrate that. And then the 16th is also Zionism Day. 17th, Clean Air Day. National Maple Syrup Day. We've talked about maple syrup on the air, where the maple syrup cartel controls the prices of maple syrup worldwide. Uh, Pan American Aviation Day and Wright Brothers Day. The 18th, uh, International Answer the Telephone Like Buddy the Elf Day. I didn't know that was a thing, but I'm going to celebrate that on Monday. International Migrants Day. Uh, Let's see here. Ooh, Monday is also National Roast Succulent Pig Day. Sounds good. We'll mention that to our cafeteria manager. The 19th. This might be the first time this has ever happened to me where there's only one observance on the 19th. So if you're trying to get in some new observance, December 19th might be a good choice because you're only competing against National Hard Candy Day. The 20th, Games Day, uh, Human Solidarity Day, Mud Day, M-U-D-D Day, National Fried Shrimp Day, Poet Laureate Day, the 21st, uh, Crossword Puzzle Day, the first day of the winter solstice, or just the first day of winter, our Forefathers Day, Free Shipping Day, Humbug Day, International Dalek Remembrance Day, that's a veiled Doctor Who reference there, Kiwi Fruit Day in California, National Hamburger Day, National Homeless Persons Remembrance Day, Regifting Day, World Peace Day, and Yule. The 22nd, a week from now, let's see, National Date Nut Bread Day and Haiku Poetry Day. Just to name a few. A number of things happening in the month of December, besides just Christmas, although Christmas is the biggest, of course, and hopefully you're planning to have a great Christmas holiday season with you and yours. Let me give you at least one tip. My tip for the day is to swing by Faith Bookstore. It's a local, nonprofit Christian bookstore. Some great people down there, Ian and Barb, Jason, some of the nicest people. And they have some special holiday hours that are starting up, so it extends your opportunity to swing by there. They have all kinds of special promotions and things like that. They have this 12-day of Christmas 25% deal going on. But just a lot of neat things down there. They have things for great gifts, great things to build up your own Christian library, uh, devotionals, Bibles, journals. They have a lot of Guam things as well, some maps. And uh, just all around great place. And it's local and it's nonprofit. And I'd encourage you to stop by there and tell them you heard about it on Live Till 5. They're located right off of the corner of Route 8 and Route 1. So right at the bottom of the hill. So if if you're familiar at all with that little corner there, you can even turn right there by Feathers and Fins, the pet store. Turn in, you can kind of come in behind the building there. But make sure, tell them that uh, you heard about it on Live Till 5. That would be just great. We love those folks down there and hoping they're having a great Christmas season. want to encourage you also that this Sunday... At 10.30 a.m., the Harvest Baptist Bible College students are putting on a Christmas program for our morning service. So if you don't have a a church home and you would like to visit, this Sunday will be a great time. I heard it's going to be a very entertaining Christmas program. It's got the Christmas story in it, the gospel, but it also has some humor in it. And when you see our Bible College students 
work at humor on stage, it always works very well. So I would encourage you to try and make it to Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Now, we're going to take a short break. We're going to have our Harvest Highlights. When we come back, we'll get started with all our regular segments, including but not limited to This Day in History, What's in My Coffee, The Quiz, Stranger Than Fiction, and our topic of the day, which happens to be snow. So stick around. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. This is episode 244 on this Friday. December 15th, it is 3.13 p.m. here at the studios of KHMG. More live till 5 after this short break. with a little more live till 5. It's 3.20 p.m. on this Friday, December 15th. Already having fun here in the studio with the fellas. No no ladies in here today. Last week we had Lindsay Nangas up here. She's always a hoot in a good way. but uh, And she laughs at everything we say, which makes the show just go by that much quicker. Just like many of our listeners at home laugh at everything we say. Yes. I had someone this week tell me as I read... I, I've had multiple people tell me that they just like to hear what the daily observances are. And they, then they shut it off? <laughs> well, yeah, that's how that's 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 I do it right at the beginning to kind of save them some time. Um, so, But one person said, I like how last week you said, uh, today is National Cremation Day. That's kind of morbid. They just thought that was a funny way of saying it. So I'm going to try and think of more morbid things to say because that's always a funny thing. Are you trying to save your hair by not wearing your headphones? Nope. Or are you nope. just living the, dangerously? The headphones... Um a little bit crackly, and that just uh, really I can't. I, yeah, I don't do well with that. <laughs> really? Oh man, I couldn't live without them. I like I like having it sound like everyone's just whispering right in my ear. Oh, that's nice. So cozy. Everything's so will cozy. Be okay. Living like dangerous. we're all like we're all crammed in the back of a Volkswagen bug. So hey, we're in studio. The, those uh, beautiful voices you've heard uh, from my left to my right, Chris Harper, all around good guy and station manager at KHMG. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing great. All right. Thanks. And then uh, Lawrence with the crackly headphones. How are you doing today? I'm really good. Um, we, we we finalized a trade yes. of drinks yep. right before we came yep. back in the air. And this is this Was it is a really, fair trade for you? I feel I feel I traded up. Yeah. Because this right here, this is uh, uh, first, second pick in the draft yep. type material here. Yep. It's it's It was good, but I do have strep throat. <clears throat> Okay. So, you know, Fair enough. I do too. I'm sure the so, cold killed it. So, yeah. Sebastian Basil Dua, happily married man. Well, we're all happily married men, but Sebastian's <laughs> extra, extra happily married man since he's only been married less than a month, right? Yeah. What's your What's yeah, your one, one month, month anniversary? anniversary? Oh, like three days. Yeah. Wow. Three days. You, you got to get that November right. 18th. Get down right. to the yeah, like the hour and the minute. It would be very impressive. Yeah. You know something I've noticed though since you've been married, we haven't got any free cakes or anything like that. Hmm. 
Well, because she tutors at this time. Oh, okay. All right. She's trying okay. to make a little extra money. You know? I, hey, that's I, I understand she's that. Still, I she's that. still trying to pay for that one cake she Proverbs brought in. Proverbs 31. I got <laughs> it. I got it. Great. And then the other uh, voice you're going to hear in here, uh, and his microphone's not crackly. That is just the beautiful voice that God has given him is Brian Leonard's. Brian, welcome to the show again. Hey, good to be here. Uh, now, we are going to have a number of our regular segments today, but because of scheduling conflicts we want to kind of accelerate a few of the segments of this show up towards this end including oh wait that's the wrong song sorry that's the buck uh, stops yeah, what's in how, my buck how about <laughs> what's in <laughs> yeah that's exactly what this is listen here uh this this segment is brought to us by as soon as my things well sorry there we go hebrews worldwide coffee shop and bookstore the best little coffee shop on guam offering an endless variety of coffees, teas, and baked goods. And it's a great place to stop as you head out on your Christmas shopping. Stop by the hub. They've got all kinds of great things, including some really cool flat bill snapback caps. Black on black. If you're over 40, you're not allowed to wear it until they're sold out because the kids won't buy them after they see us wearing them. But I really do like that. Plus, they have some dad caps. And they have some other uh, sporty clothing as well that has the Harvest uh, logos on it, which you can wear to the consolation match tomorrow at 5 p.m. up at GFA to watch our soccer team. Boys play for third place against Southern. Should be a good match. Now, we're going to play a little What's in My Coffee. For those of you that are first-time listeners, what we do is we get these drinks from our coffee shop. And it's all kinds of drinks. These are things that are usually on the menu. Every once in a while, they'll stump us with something new. And then we're supposed to guess, like, we're supposed to describe what it tastes like to you, the listener, so that you'll want to actually buy one. And then we try and guess what it actually is. And we're going to start with Brian describing. It looks like he has a hot drink there. Uh, Brian, what does it taste like? You know, I, I smelled them all before I took one. So mm, I know great. you guys were sharing it back and forth. I want to add that into the okay. mix. Okay. Okay. <laughs> real close, too. This one, it smelled kind of cinnamony, but when I taste it, I'm going with Kona Mocha. Kona mocha. Mm. What what does it taste like? It's like a, it's like a deep, mm. deep kind of dark. Mm. Um, I don't, almost like so a, far. Uh, you just described uh, Sebastian's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I was gonna say gritty, gritty. That's okay, it. okay. <laughs> but like in a good good way. Mm-hmm. You can't really explain yeah. it. That's the new disclaimer. Does it have coffee in, in it? Yeah. Do you yeah. think it has coffee? in yes, it? Yes, I do. Does it have chocolate in it? No. Okay. So Kona Mocha. So it has coffee and some mystery ingredient that makes it a mocha. Yeah, probably chocolate. Could be be chocolate. I'm just saying. I don't know for sure. Okay, well, we'll find out. It's a hot drink. Sebastian, you seem to get the same drink every week. You kind of gravitate towards the same kind of drink. I don't gravitate. It gravitates towards me. Is this the big white pumpkin? Well, I believe it's the great white pumpkin shake, but... The great white pumpkin, I Charlie refuse Brown. to believe that, so I'm going to say it's an eggnog shake. Eggnog shake, okay. It's possible. We're he close. refuses We're to believe close. it. Okay, all right. It, it should be that. It it kind of tastes like eggnog. You know what? The listeners don't know any different until I read the paper. Then the truth comes out. <laughs> uh, Lawrence, how about my former drink, now known as your drink? Yeah, I am thankful we, we did that. I still am. And uh, this is new. I don't think it's new to the shop, but it's new at this season. Uh, they only serve it pretty much between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, but it's the eggnog frap. What? And uh, oh, it's so refreshing yeah. and just delicious. For uh, those Friday playing night. along at home, Lawrence is really good at a couple things in life: um, uh, curling, square just dancing, and naming drinks from the hub. 
And so if he says it's an eggnog frap, there's a really strong chance it's an eggnog frap. Is that all one one game, curling square dancing? Curling yes. square dancing. Yes. Wow. It's actually, yes. That's it's, where you square dance yes. and slide down the ice. That's right. That's nice. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. There's actually, that's on YouTube. You should look it up. Okay. Now, Chris, you have a hot drink, yeah. which I don't think you originally were going to go for. I thought you were going to go for a cold drink. Yeah, I equivocated. You equivocated. Yeah, I looked at the cold drink. I said, I'm going to go with a cold drink. Flip flopper. And then I said, Nah, you know what? I'll just go with the old hot drink again. All right. Well, I don't know what this drink is though. I've 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 had several sips of it. Does it sound like it what Brian a... described? No. Okay. I don't think it sounds what like Brian described. It's it tastes it it has that. I, I'm starting to get to where I, I've got. It just tastes like holiday taste. Uh huh. And I'm like, it tastes like holiday. Tastes like drink. holiday. Yeah, it's a. I don't know what is in it, but it tastes like a holiday drink. If it was a so, color, what what color would it be? I think it's white. Okay. All right. So it's right, like white. snow. Okay. All right. It could be. I don't know. Could be way off. I'm not you gonna don't guess because I just just don't. Not know. a mango smoothie. It's we not know a that. Mango okay. Smoothie. All right. As long as it's not a mango smoothie. Now I'm drinking drink number one here. It's chocolate. It's mint. I think it's the. Um, I think I accidentally called it the candy cane colon two weeks ago. It's actually the candy cane cocoa uh, iced. We will find out here uh, as soon as I. <laughs> I have the candy cane cocoa iced wow. cocoa right here. Drink number one. Way to go. Number two, right there, Lawrence eggnog shake. Same thing as a frap, basically. Yeah, basically. Uh, number three, Sebastian, the great white pumpkin. Nice. Very good. Number four. Who has four? I'm number four. Yes. You have the pumpkin latte. Yeah. Which is right. basically holiday, holiday holiday in a cup. Right. That's right. And number five is uh, Brian's eggnog latte. This is why they don't let me Everyone have a show got No, me. no. We, they like to stump people. They like to They like to. Also known people. as the Kona Mocha. Yeah. <laughs> the eggnog latte Kona Mocha <laughs> mystery drink. Yeah, the cherry yeah, berry splash. Yeah. We've, most of us have got them wrong a fair bit of the time. Yeah, we're, we run less than 50%, so yeah. Brian, don't feel yeah. bad. Thanks, guys. And and listeners at home, don't judge Brian because he doesn't know the difference between eggnog and Kona. It's, <laughs> it's, really, it's very difficult. It's a lot harder than it sounds. It is. But what we want to encourage our listeners to do is they still have 30 minutes to get by the hub if they're listening to the live show on Friday. We want to encourage you to stop by there, see Jeremy and Megan and... Megan happens to be Sebastian's sister-in-law, by the way, so you can say extra hi to her. Uh, Brittany, Sonny, um, Four Finger Freddy, Giorgio, um, uh, Clyde, uh, Schnick Schnick. Uh, he's he just started working there. I don't really know where he's from. There's a lot of good Clyde. Yep. 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 He's uh, actually an orangutan. He's giving company down yes, there. Uh, we were able to hire him on a work study program. So we have a lot of the different hub, people working in the hub. The zoo, but, <laughs> that, uh, that's like an any which way but loose reference. That is a that was a very uh, yes obscure 1980s movie reference. You guys, you guys wouldn't know. You're too nope. young. For right term, it. Clyde. Yes. Oh, right. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Almost did a right turn right through the right about, through the Mac. Put a hole through the iMac there. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Well, moving right along. Uh, we have a lot of different things to do today, and by because we have this whole fun, this this group of fun uh, here, we want to make sure that we enjoy all these different parts. Sebastian, you have yeah. your quiz, right? I have a quiz. And it's time for an epic quiz called Snow. I know. I, that's <laughs> just, I can't even think of quiz names anymore. That's okay. 
It's all right. <laughs> you could have called it, what do you want to snow? Yeah. Want to snow something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. There we go. Come on. Maybe I just need something to bounce off of. You know? There you go. I just all right, we'll start with Brian because we, we're about 90%. Whoever goes first wins these quizzes. No pressure, Brian, but 90% of the so time, this way? whoever goes first. So we'll start with Brian. We'll go this way. Yep. Okay. I just need to mark it on my chart here. Okay. There um, you go. But, yes, want to snow something. For those playing at home, you can speak into uh, your radio. We can't hear you, <laughs> what but you at snow? least you get the satisfaction of playing along. Let us snow. Yeah. Let, let us know what your answer is. Oh, today, by the way, for let listening uh, audience, know. if you're on your way to harvest and swinging by the hub, I think today is the all-island meet it for, the for the middle school cross school. country. And then at 530, the middle school girls are playing volleyball at home as well. Wow. So it'll be a packed parking lot it is. for most of the night here. Yes. Awesome. Great. Grab a great white pumpkin and go out and watch the three sp- <laughs> yeah. two sporting events. It'll be yeah. a lot of fun. Great white pumpkin in a The great in a white race. pumpkin. Nothing better. Okay. All right. Uh, Sebastian, ask away. We're ready. Snow. I can, I can wait. Snow more. Let's do there this. There you go. There. Now you're back <laughs> now on your we're A game. <laughs> you fell right. off the horse, but you got bacon. right back on. Jumped right back on. Question one. <laughs> How much rain does it take to make 10 inches of snow? One inch, five inches, 10 inches, or a foot? Kona Mocha. <laughs> That's not an option. I, you oh, know, oh, I grew oh, up oh. in Wisconsin, and... I always remember in the newscast whenever they would show how much rain we got one those days it was supposed to either snow or rain and it was some insane percentage i'm going with one inch one inch all right i'll go with one also one uno can, can you, you can you op- yeah repeat the options yeah one inch five inches ten inches or a foot one five ten foot five five I think it's also one. One. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you, Chris. You allowed everyone to get a point. <laughs> Except you. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Chris. <laughs> thank you. It is one inch. One inch equals ten inches of snow, which mm-hmm. is insane. Makes sense. All right, next. What color is snow? Mm. Gray, blue, colorless, white. Hmm. Ooh, a trick question. Well, what? I mean, I've seen a lot of macro photography of snowflakes, haven't you? Mm-hmm. That look, might give you a clue. When I go home. You might give the, that might give you a clue. Give you me the four colors one? again. I'm going gray, blue, colorless, white. Yeah, I'm going with colorless. Mm. With rain. Uh, mm. I'm going with colorless also. Okay. Hoping. Yep. Colorless. All right. Yeah. Same. Jared was going to bail and give everyone a point. I know. I almost said gray (laughs) if it's dirty snow. It is actually colorless. Yeah. Yeah. A very detailed explanation as to why it's white remains online. I cannot even comprehend. Because of the reflect. Yeah. It has to do with reflection. Yeah, reflection. But I couldn't go much past. It's the reflection of all light. Yeah. And so that's why it looks that way. See, Lawrence, you even know science. You put us all to shame. Well, Chris okay. was saying the same thing. He's History, Bible, broadcasting, leadership, Egg curling, eggnog, and square dancing. Yeah. Meteorologist. Armchair meteorologist. <laughs> Virtual cornucopia of information. <laughs> Next question. What is watermelon snow? Oh. Snow-colored pink by algae. Unexpected summer snowstorms. Snow made sweet when fruit ripens it in it. 
<laughs> Not it. In it. A nickname for cold summer rain. I'm going with a nickname for cold summer rain. Okay, I'm going to say uh, snow sweetened by fruit. No, a nickname for cold summer rain. That's what I think, too. You I'm all just going with Chris. don't get a point. It's snow colored pink by algae. Oh, wow. For disgusting. obvious reasons, hey. pink snow is called sometimes called watermelon snow. Oddly enough, not, not that it's, obvious. It's even <laughs> it's even said to smell a bit like watermelon. So why shouldn't you find out if it tastes that way too? Um, basically, don't try to eat it if hey. you see it. Yeah, Have I, I don't told think you ever see it on island. But this guy knows his melons. You know your melons. That's yes. what they say. And your I know my lemons. Yeah, that's, yep. that's a that's a <laughs> real phrase. True. Yeah, yeah. Or they say he knows his onions. Start but it didn't work for this in this case. Well, you ready for this? No. <laughs> All right, here we go. A scientist from which from which country is credited with making the first artificial snowflake? The United States, England, Japan, Russia. Hmm. With a scientist from which country is credited with making the first artificial snowflake? It just sounds something like Japan would do. Japan. I'm going with Japan. Well, Americans think they're superior at everything. And I am an American. However, it was the Cold War. And there was that time that they beat us to a number of scientific discoveries. I would say Russia. Russia. What was the other one? United States, United Russia. States, England, Japan, England. and Russia. Okay. I'm going to give England one. Mr. English breakfast. Sure, why not? England. Why not? Just well, because you like beans and sausage with it's your It's a wild guess. What can you do? I'll just go with the United States just so we all go and answer. Yeah. I'll have it. Someone's going to get a point. Someone's going to get yep. it. Someone's getting the point, and that's Brian Leonard. That's right. What? I would have guessed Damn. Japan had I not wanted to do I would never have guessed Japan, not in a million years. Kichido, and after Brian said it, I'm like, definitely not guessing that. Look, why are the Russians going to invent snowflakes? They got yeah, enough snow They have snow so there. much. Yeah. We invented everything first. Yes, it's it's Kichido Nakia, a mid-20th century scientist in Hokkaido, Japan, created the first artificial snowflake in his lab. It was 1933, and he did it by building a chamber with adjustable temperature, air pressure, and humidity that could mimic the weather condition and clouds. Just like snow. my frigid air. Yeah. Adjustable temperature, humidity, big deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know what that reminds me of? The true, next question. True or false? Okay. <laughs> Igloos can be more than 100 degrees warmer inside than outside. True or false? They can be more than 100 degrees warmer inside than outside. Okay, this is a trick question mm-hmm. because it's how cold can it get for an igloo? Yeah. And what's Could the reverse be. of it? Yeah. So can you do 32 degrees Celsius minus 100? 32 Does degrees Celsius? Does it get to be negative uh, or Fahrenheit? Can it get to be negative 67, 68, which I believe it can? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to say absolutely yes. Yeah. So if it's 50 degrees outside, it's 150 degrees inside the igloo? That's not going to work. Well, no. no it's not going to be I'm just messing with you. I'm totally messing with you. <laughs> yes, I think yeah. it's possible. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> It could be 100 okay. degrees below zero in Alaska, and then it could be, you know, zero degrees in toasty inside. I could do a lengthy monologue on igloos and the myths regarding igloos, but I won't. I'll just say false. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Way to yeah. drop a bomb there. Yeah, I guess I'll just go false. You too. should go with Chris. He's from I'm Alaska. Sorry, I have true here. No. no. 
I, that didn't mean I knew the answer. Oh, what it means? You said it so confidently. <laughs> no, no it led me off my faith cliff. in myself. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Rarely anytime happens. I get a question wrong. <laughs> no, no. What 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 I was saying was is that you immediately mentioned Alaska and igloos, and of course, when uh, I used to deal with visitors to Alaska, and they would come, and the first thing they would do is ask about igloos, but igloos really aren't part of any culture in Alaska. And it's really a, an enormous, ridiculous myth, and yet there are things that are snow, um, you know, uh, shelters for hunting, but, you know, the igloo is sort of a, just a, um, an invention of, there, there are such things as igloos, but it's not an Alaska thing, mm. so... No, it didn't mean I knew the answer about the temperature. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to make me feel bad that I... No. No, no, no. Well, we don't no, want I to... Don't they're warmed the entirely by body heat. Yeah. Since fresh, compacted snow is approximately 90 to, 90 to 95% trapped air, meaning it can't move and transfer heat. It's a great insulator. Many animals, such as bears, dig deep holes in the snow to hibernate through the winter. Well, it could be 60, 70 below zero outside. Right. And then you only have yeah. to be like 30 above. Yeah. You know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. All right. Last question. Which U.S. city tried to make snow illegal? San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> Syracuse, New York. Los Angeles, California. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Ooh. Well, what, who are they going to prosecute? Which U.S. city tried to make snow illegal? <laughs> I mean, illegal? what are they, they going to do? Who the, who's going to be sanctioned? I got a feeling this is one of those winter times it's just snowed a ton people are sick of it yeah so try to do something to boost the spirit i'm going with minnesota i'm gonna go thinking. with san antonio it's quality san thinking Pan. i'm gonna go with brian's theory that was a smart that was good could be wrong but yeah <laughs> yeah what are the other two options mean brian, right. san antonio <laughs> and minnesota syracuse and los angeles yeah I'll go with syracuse the correct answer is, you guys had the right theory, but the wrong city. Oh, it was oh. Syracuse. Wow. wow. There you go, uh, Lawrence. You get a lot of snow in there. The Lake city's He now has a fourth skill that we can list on his LinkedIn yes. resume. The city's common council passed a decree that any more snow before Christmas Eve was illegal. It snowed just two days later. <laughs> so. Of course. Of course. All right. And well, so the final tally is Brian and Lawrence are the winners. Do we, hey, do we the theory ho holds true. Indian leg wrestling, wrestling during the break. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Sebastian. That was a great quiz. Thanks. Appreciate it. Tried my best. Yes. Well, you know. I always do. You, uh, you did an excellent job, and we're going to celebrate that excellence while we take a break, finish our drinks from the hub, and come back for this day in history. So, listeners... You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG, 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. It's Friday, December 15th, 3.41 p.m. here in the studio. If you ever miss part of the show, tune in Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on The Rebound or download the podcast through KHMG.org. More Live Till 5 after this short break. Back with a little more live till five. It's 
Friday, December 15th, 3.45 p.m., 10 days till Christmas. You can give the gift of Live Till 5 by downloading podcasts and leaving them on CDs randomly strewn across your office and home. It doesn't cost much. What would you say there, Lawrence? Something a, that sounds like a great gift. It is. The Go out and buy some thumb drives. Download a bunch of episodes of Live Till 5. Put them in a stocking. And and uh, just it's the gift that keeps on giving. Or chuck them at the your enemies. The gift of Live Till 5. You could. No, that's that's you download... Uh, I won't say, but it's <laughs> different radio network. Okay, hey, do you guys know weird but true facts about Christmas? Italian children look out for Bifana, a friendly witch who comes down the chimney to bring candy and toys on Christmas. Bifana? I would look Yeah, has that. your wife ever heard of that? Bifana? Yeah. No. We need to ask her about the Christmas yeah, witch. Yeah, the Italian donkey stretched her pretty far last <laughs> week, so. It just snorted, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's Dominic. Dominic, yeah. the Italian Christmas donkey. Yeah. I we might, we might, it. we'll play that as the bumper music at the end of the yeah, segment. I'm okay. looking forward to it. Sugar plums do not contain plums. Did you know that? Yes, I did. What? Their seeds are nuts dipped in sugar. But who wants to have that? What a lie. Every snowflake has six sides. Did you know that? Uh, how about this? An official government website tracks the movement of Santa's sleigh on Christmas Eve. Branches of icicles are called legs. Old Christmas trees can be used to rebuild sand dunes after hurricanes. On January 10, 1915, snowflakes measuring four inches or 10 centimeters fell across Berlin, Germany. I don't know if you can believe much that was coming out of Germany back then. That's a that's a big snowflake. That's four, four inches? inches across. Wow. Yeah. And then finally, mystery elves have been spotted in Detroit, Michigan, USA, passing out one hundred dollar bills to strangers. I've been there. I believe that. Actually. Yeah. Yep. Also, we mystery Santa Claus has been known to hold up people that just were visited by mystery elves, taking two hundred dollars from each victim. <laughs> Sounds exactly <laughs> right. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Anything weird could happen. Weird but true. Weird there but you true. go. Speaking of weird but true, Lawrence every week brings us this day in history. And it's not, it's every single weird. week. No, no. It's not too weird. It, it's, but they're all true. They and uh, every week, Lawrence just does an amazing job. He puts hours and hours of preparation into this. He comes up here bringing his A game. It's like every week he's trying to win an award yeah. for radio excellence. Really it is. I think it's called the Edward R. Murrow Award for Journalistic Excellence, I think is what it's called, or okay. Pulitzer, yeah. something like that. Yeah. It's a, an, an no, a Nobel Prize. Who knew? Yeah. I'm sure there's awards for just reading off a website, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on your phone. There has right. to be. <laughs> yep. More yep. and more these days, that's got to that be too. what's out there. Well, you know, it's the research process I can't criticize because it works so well. And because it is December 15th, I know you're probably bringing something that everything's just kind of coordinated, thematic. Maybe Always. even rhymes, Always. maybe with a little musical ditty behind it. So, okay. Lawrence, with without further ado, because I don't want to embarrass up, you, I, I wouldn't. Be Dominic, refer- the I Italian Christmas donkey, might make an appearance at the end of this segment. Okay. So, okay, Lawrence. Uh, fourteen eighty eight. Bartholomew Diaz returns. You're Portugal. starting off kind of slow. Let me just say because you well, mispron- I always do. pronounced Bartholomew already. Yeah. Well. It, yeah. But it's good because it gives us something to look forward to. Yeah, or, or something to talk about and just in go. case we want to go on uh, on pronunciations. There you go. Uh, returns to Portugal after becoming first known European to sail around the Cape of Good Horn. 
Cape of Good Hope. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. Cape Horn's uh, Cape of Good Horn. One. That's that's, that's uh, uh, South that's, America. That's in like Michigan. No, Cape it's of Good in Horn, South America. <laughs> Cape Horn is South America. Cape of Good Cape Hope Horn. is Africa. I thought you said Cape of Good Horn. <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> I definitely said that. All right, but uh, it was the combination of the two, which is probably somewhere in Michigan. You're right. Okay, there you go. Um, 1840, Napoleon Bonaparte receives a French state funeral in Paris 19 years after his death, um, which probably meant the people that exiled him had either left France or were no longer interested in, you know, in that. And so they then finally held a, a funeral for him, a state yeah. funeral. Maybe which, they're just interested in ratings. Probably. Probably in 1840. Huge deal back then, I'm sure. Um, moving forward. Uh, 1944, U.S. Congress gives General Eisenhower his fifth star. Now, I, I don't remember right, but I want to say, can you get to be a one-star general through promotion, or yes, are generals all appointed? It's well, a certain I, I level think, you have no, to be like voted. I believe to become a general, I believe it is, and one of our listeners might want to text in and say how it happens in the United States military, that is, Chris, because um, I don't know how it is in Australia and Ireland and all those places, but uh, <laughs> I believe you have to have a congressional appointment. You you achieve at what level up to the rank uh, to general to okay. general. Yeah. So you can get there and then to general and then all five stars I think have to be yeah. And there's awarded. been I don't remember uh, almost n- no five star generals. I mean it's a very rare thing I believe. Right, and and that's why he he was one and then will become president yes. some years. Some years after, father of the American interstate system. Yeah, it's true. I love that. Even though, even though uh, FDR did a lot of the work with his alphabet agencies to sort of get that started, but um, so. wow, stop, stop making it so academic. Let's go back to the lightweight <laughs> stuff. <laughs> All right, uh, Bill like, Parcells I like Ike or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bill Parcells becomes twelfth head coach of the New York Giants. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. Worth talking about. Yep, that was in nineteen eighty-two. Wow, uh, on this day. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, you know, some weeks I have a lot to share. Yes. This isn't one of those. Okay. And uh, so I just always go to, the, to the, the most recent and try to look for something positive. Yes. Recently positive. Okay. So those That's are the, good. the two words I try to find. And, um, and you know, this, this day in history. There's not even that? Yeah, nothing not. recent and positive or just nothing recent you or know, nothing positive? I, I, we could talk about 2015, the mayor of Flint, Michigan, where I'm from. Declaring a state of emergency over contaminated water supplies oh, yes. amid calls oh. for a criminal investigation. We talked about this last year. Yeah. So you do have something very much related to me, but uh, other than that, that's not very positive. It's though. not. I mean, and Barry Bonds is sentenced to thirty days of house arrest. That happened this day. You know, it just goes downhill from there. So, what if you said someone's poisoned the water hole? Yeah. Well, that we could put a and then there's a snake in my it. boot. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Either one. Yeah. So uh, I'm just sort of stalling here, so we can get a little bit of Dominic. Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna have to it. We're gonna out. we're gonna wrap up the hour with Dominic, the Italian Christmas donkey, because it's really a fan favorite. It's becoming that at least. It really is. Um, Two weeks running. It's one of those songs that once you hear it, you'll be humming it all the time. At least at least the donkeys solo. Yes. Oh. People were googling it all over yeah. the island. It oh, really was. yeah. It's it's a t- top it's ten a, hit. It's 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 a top trending uh, item on Twitter. Twitter. If there was yep. a Guam uh, uh, rating for iTunes, it would be on the Guam. 
top five yes. easily. Yep, absolutely. Easily. Well, let me uh, tell the listeners what they can expect for the second hour because it's pretty amazing, honestly. You, you definitely don't want to miss it. Uh, first off, it's 60 minutes long. Um, this is good. The second hour. <laughs> get it? It's 60 minutes long. Uh, <laughs> also, in the second hour, we're going to play a little Name That Crooner. Helen, one of our mm. faithful listeners and the head of a whole listening family, by the way, suggested why not play Name That Crooner? And I thought that was a great idea. Not Name That Crueler. That's a donut game. Totally different. Only played at parties in Bavaria, pretty mm-hmm. much. But in uh, France, because it's French Crueler, I guess. Fren- but, French yes. Crueler, yeah. But uh, the there di- are a lot of... The yeah, Disc Crueler. Maybe right. on so the Riviera. The in the, yes, like Monaco. Yeah, Monaco. Yeah, Name That Crueler. That's a principality, yes. not actual France, but hey. Hey, sure. you know. I've heard it both ways, but so we have. Uh, we're going to play "Name That Crooner" after the top of the is. hour. Crooners crooner. are singers. So yeah, like a singer that sings you like, like you know, I've never heard jazzy that. singer. You've never heard that a no. crooner? Okay, so let me. So tell we have you a lot of crooners here. No, but we no, have on our it's radio station us. Christmas music, like Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra. They're crooners. <laughs> yeah, they. Croon. So that was it. They croon. They sing in a lovely, romantic way. You need to get you need to get on to this. Hey, maybe Sebastian. you're helping a lot of people understand this. Brian, what's a crooner? I represent the. I thought you were calling me a loser earlier. Crooner, a crooner, crooner. Yeah, now. see, and Brian's loser. actually going to be the first crooner. Yes, he's he's actually been working on a solo. Well, we're gonna, yeah, second hour. It's a it's a tradition. I can't wait to hear. It. He's going to sing hear. solo. You can't even hear him. Yeah, yeah. It would be Dominic yep. the donkey. Yes, yes. Dominic the Christmas donkey is coming up in about a minute here. But uh, so in the second hour, we are going to play name that crooner, and it's a game that listeners at home can play along with us. I'll give you some options of who it might be. I'll play a little clip of the song, and you try and be the first one in your car or at your desk or at work or if you're working in a grocery store, just yell it out loud. The name of the singer, and uh, <laughs> if you work in a library, like, yell yeah. it out loud. And just these are all Christmas everyone. songs, Christmas crooner songs that are on our radio station every day. So it's really what? you're really naming this singer during this season. Yep. So yes, and we're helping. So for everyone over the age of like 27, we're helping uh, expand their knowledge of music. Everyone 27 and under, we're expanding their vocabulary. They already uh, know the songs, probably. Yes, that's right. These they songs, every one of them. know the crooner. And you've heard it. And you might even know the name of the singer, but you just never thought of him as a crooner. So most of them are men, a couple ladies in there. We'll play that in the second hour as well. So, And then we also have some Stranger Than Fiction. The topic of the day is snow. We're going to talk about that as well. And uh, as we have about one minute. Let me give you a few more fun fun facts about Christmas because Bob the Librarian provided me with this book. He also gives me the monthly and daily observances, but National Geographic Kids, I'm not insulted by that at all. Weird but true Christmas, 300 festive facts to light up the holidays. Here's a few of those festive facts. The snowflake moray eel has two jaws to help it snatch its prey. How's that Christmassy? Snowflake. You can buy pickle gravy... And mm. bacon flavored candy canes. Mm. Um, pickle, pickle flavor stuff. Oh, pickle gravy. Pickle gravy. And bacon. Oh, and I bacon. See. So pickle comma pickle gravy. gravy. Yeah, well, at first it has like a, see, it has a little dash. Oh, okay. uh, last week I talked about poinsettias or poinsettias. United States grows more than 40 million of them every year. Uh, Cook County, Illinois, USA, uses old Christmas trees to build habitats for wild animals. Uh-huh. U.S. President Teddy Roosevelt banned Christmas trees from the White House. Good King Wenceslas. Uh, was a real ruler in medieval Bohemia. <laughs> Candy canes started off as straight white sticks. Uh, let's see here. And the American woman, an American woman, not the American woman, there's been a lot of them, an American woman set the record for the most Christmas trees chopped down in two minutes, 27. Wow. 
27 Christmas trees. She she chopped down 27 Christmas trees in two minutes. Wow. And it was an American woman. What? No That's way. a stout woman. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't a Japanese scientist, I can tell you that. Uh, Here, here's a song that you guys got to get used to because uh, this is a new Christmas classic. It'll Make be your here way for two more weeks. Yeah. Quickly. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. This is one of our favorites. Yep. This was, uh, Lindsay Nangas said that this was her grandfather's favorite song at Christmas. I don't know if he sang it in July. Maybe. We're going to play this song to the end of the hour for our listening audience's delight. But you are listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG, 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. Stick around for a second hour of Live Till 5, which I promise will be better than the first hour. So stick around. More Live Till 5 after this short break. Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La, la, la. Welcome back to another hour of Live Till 5. It's Friday, December 15th. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin, 4.04 p.m. on the live show. If you can't listen to two straight hours of radio, have no fear. You can tune in Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m., where we rebroadcast the show in its entirety, all two hours of it for your listening pleasure. Catch us on The Rebound, Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m., or download the podcast and you can listen at your leisure khmg.org that's khmg.org and I know this might be your favorite show but you need to branch out a little bit we have some great programs that we produce here I'm just saying I mean if my mom's listening yeah mom you need to listen to some other podcasts besides just me she does though I, I she yeah, I she think, used to I think she does yeah <laughs> Don Eckert also really likes this show yeah we got to have okay. him up here. He'd be a good wingman. He actually, yeah, that's a great idea. We need to have him up here. Maybe next week. If that's he's available, idea. we'll get Don Eckert up here because he's a faithful listener, a good friend, funny guy, another Wisconsinite. So, you and know, I'm just up like here Brian. one week and you're already starting to talk about new wingmen. Yes, that's, well, you know, we, we go through them pretty quick. Yeah. You, you won't want to come back twice, believe I'm me. I'm still here. <laughs> so, well, yeah, you get paid to be here. Oh, okay. You're not allowed to leave. <laughs> Other people that have their own free will, you know, they, they usually go right. running and screaming out of here. And anyway, hey, uh, it's uh, Friday afternoon, 4.06 p.m. here, live till 5, episode 244. I want to play a little game with you guys called Name That Crooner. Uh, a crooner, by the way, just in case you didn't hear our conversation with Sebastian in the first hour, a crooner is someone that has like that romantic, big band type uh, voice. They, they, they sang 1950s, 1960s. They were very popular, maybe 1940s even, and uh, swing, jazz. But they sing a lot of the classic Christmas songs that we're so familiar with. And so I have loaded a number of these into my little magic uh, music machine here. <laughs> and I'm going to list the names of these crooners for you, okay? And then you have to guess. I'm not going to give you all the names every time, though. You got to, you, or else it'll take forever. Here. So here are the names of the crooners that will have a song in the next segment. So listeners at home, 
play along. Nat King Cole, Perry Como, Mel Torme, Andy Williams, Bing Crosby, Doris Day, that's a woman, by the way, Frank Sinatra, <laughs> Gene Autry, that's a dude, Johnny Mathis, and Kate Smith. Yeah. So that's these are all right. different crooners that have songs that I'm going to play. I'm just going to play like maybe a little five-second excerpt. And then we're going to start with Brian, then Sebastian, then Chris, because Chris will probably nail it every time. And then listeners, you want to make sure you answer before Chris does, because uh, by the time it gets to him, uh, it'll probably be a, a dead giveaway. So let's let's start out with one here for you. Um, this this very first one should be pretty easy for you. And you can hear this on Harvest Family Radio every day for the whole Christmas season. Maybe not every day. Yeah, maybe... It, it, Every other day, yeah, I think, it is when they semi randomly yeah. circulates through. You don't have to name the backup singers. I can't even good. tell. That's good. Long time ago in Bethlehem, so the Holy Bible says. All right, so I'm going to read the list one more time for you Nat King Cole, Perry Como, Mel Torme, Andy Williams, Bing Crosby, Doris Day, Frank Sinatra, Gene Autry. Johnny Mathis and Kate Smith. I like that one. Brian. I like that one. I'm going with Andy Williams. Andy Williams. So going with Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole. Okay, Chris. Andy Williams. It is Andy Williams. Oh, Correct. There you go. All right. Nat King Cole is very I might be able to read the names more than once here. Okay, You'll let's see him. here. Let's You'll go to... Uh, let's see here. How about this one? This is also on our radio station. Right now, particularly, it is. <laughs> caroling, caroling, now we go. Christmas bells are and the list, one more time. Nat King Cole, Perry Como, Mel Torme, Andy Williams, Bing Crosby, Doris Day, Frank Sinatra, Gene Autry, Johnny Mathis, and Kate Smith. Gene. Gene Autry. Okay. All right. Who's that second Sebastian? one on that list? Perry Como. Yeah, I'm going with Perry Como. Perry Como. Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole. I it is. Gone with my gut. <laughs> Nat King Cole. It is. He also sings Oak Tannenbaum, Oak Christmas Tree. Very popular. Okay, now let's let's play another one here for you. Let's let's do it. Let's let's try and uh, throw you off the trail a little bit by playing. There's only two ladies listed in this whole this whole thing here. So let me let me play this one here, and you tell me which of the two ladies it is. Just to make it easier on you. Doris Day or Kate Smith. Joy to the world. Just the woman's voice. <laughs> Sounds like a Doris to me. So the female in this song. That one. Doris Day or Kate Smith? What do you think, Brian? Doris Day. Doris Day. I'm going with Dora the Explorer. Dora the Explorer. Okay. Kate Smith. Ah. Kate Smith it is. Kate Smith. Man. Sorry. Also, her most famous uh, recording, I believe, is God Bless America, by the way. Kate yes. Smith's God Bless America. Well, that's what would have tipped you off about it, because right. her voice is God very distinctive. God Bless America. With a little bit of organ music in the back. Yes, very famous. Early early in the crooning, uh, crooning phase there of music. Okay, let's uh, try another one here for you. Um, oh, here we go. Here's a good one. I'll read the names to you again as this song ramps up. Here you go. Nat King Cole, Perry Como, Mel Torme, Andy Williams, Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, Gene Autry, or Johnny Mathis. 
With a corn cob pipe and a button nose, and his eyes made out of coal. Go ahead. Perry Coleman. Perry Como. What was that third Coleman. one? Coleman. That was his neighbor. He was a, yeah, he, he was a plumber. He made the stoves and the tents That's and right. stuff. Yeah, there yeah. you go. All right. Okay. What's that third one? The third one, Mel Torme. I'm going with Mel Torme. Okay. Gene Autry. Gene Autry, World War II, highly decorated war hero, cowboy actor, cowboy and, actor. and a great uh, folk singer. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was his famous Christmas song, by the way. We're getting progressively worse the younger we are. Yeah, yeah. So it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. So now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let's do this one here. Who's Let, the winner? Oh, I want to give you. No, said? we're not done yet. It's Gene Autry, We have 73. Right? Yeah, no, no, it was, no, it no, was, no, was Gene Autry. Yeah, okay. It was Gene Autry. Here you go. Okay. That's, that's why I said he was a war hero and all that. Gene Autry, yes. Okay, here's one for you that you might you might actually, I mean, I hate to say it that way, but you might actually you get might this actually one. You might actually get this one. Is it Nat King Cole, Perry Como, Mel Torme, Andy Williams, Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, Gene Autry, or Johnny Mathis? I'll be home for Crosby. Christmas. What was that, Brian? Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby? Is Frank in there? Frank Sinatra. I'll go in with here. him. Frank Sinatra? This man comes from my hometown, Spokane, Washington. Really? You can drive by his house still. I believe you can still tour it. Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby is correct. Most famous resident ever of uh, Spokane, Spokane, Washington. Washington. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's true. And it is Bing Crosby. So there you go. Beautiful. He is the quintessential crooner, except for maybe this one right here. Let me let me let me play you. I don't have a Dean Martin one in here. Oh. But this Ah. one here is the other quintessential. Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. A beautiful sight. Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Good call. Frank Sinatra. Good call. Early. This is early in his career, I believe. Okay. All right. Let me let me give you one here that this one's unique. It's it's a little different. So I will not only play the song. Let me read the names back to you again. I'm just going to read you four names this time. Okay. Here you go. I'm going to give you some options here. Is it Mel Torme, Perry Como, Johnny Mathis, or Nat King Cole? Johnny Mathis. Mathis. Going with Mel Torme. Mel Torme? No. (laughs) Mel Torme. It is actually Johnny Mathis. Oh, is it? It is Johnny Mathis. Hey, there you go. He wasn't even a... He was... This And this is the most... Probably one of the more modern songs on this list. I think this is maybe more of a 1970s song. So Johnny Johnny Mathis. Mathis. Yeah. Now I hear it. Yeah. Yeah. He was kind of a... He sang a lot of different types of music, but uh, he has a very unique voice. Very unique voice. Okay. All right, let me give you one more here, and then we'll... I didn't keep score. Maybe the listeners at home are keeping score. Let me see if I can put one in here that is going to... Oh, yeah. Okay, here you go. This one here, I'll give you four options, four different musicians that this might be. Probably this person's most famous Christmas song. And it's called The Christmas Song. Okay, is it Gene Autry... Andy Williams, Mel Torme, or Perry Como? Going with Gene. Gene Autry? Gene Autry, Andy Williams, Gene Mel Autry. Torme, or Gene Perry Autry. Como? Gene Autry? This one's Mel Torme. Mel Torme. Yeah. It is Mel Torme. Yeah, I can even, the thing you is, can see him it's singing bad. It, right? I can see him singing. Yes, it's right. my, man, I must be old here. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what's going on. We used to huddle around the black and white television right. while mom adjusted the rabbit ears and... Dad 
hushed us and told us put three more coal lumps on the fire. This yes. would have been on like Lawrence Welk. It is. He yes. would have sang this. Yes. They I don't would know have all these Christmas specials. They used to have yes. these kind of variety show Christmas specials every year, and these were very famous. Do you know who that is? Lawrence Welk? Lawrence Welk. Oh, man. Oh, boy. What. Somebody turned off of the bubble machine. That's uh, Lawrence Welk. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm going to give you one last one, guys. I'm going to yeah, give no you one idea. last one, and I'm not even going to give you any options. If if you've been paying close attention at home, you might be able to get this one just by these guys stayed up process late. of elimination. These Dominic guys stayed up late to watch Star Trek. Anyway, yes, so. I know. Star Trek. Yes. I did. Yeah, so what? That's, That's what, what I night. Oh. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Here you go. Last song. Last song. You tell me who this is. The only person. Well, a number of these people had their own TV shows. She TV. had one of her own TV yes. shows. That's Dora. Good job, Sebastian. <laughs> That's good. She hadn't even started singing City yet. sidewalks, busy <laughs> sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. Doris Day. Yeah. Old Doris Day there. Yes. She this had is, her own show. Yes. Old Dora the Explorer. Like variety yes. show. Yes. Children yep. laughing. There you go. She it's might have had song. Mel Torme on. But she probably know. did. Tell you what. <laughs> or Gene Autry. They might have they recorded all these just in one straight shot. Just all of them got together and said, hey, let's have a Christmas party and let's all, you know, it was like the early version of Live Till Five. <laughs> you think so? It's possible. Wow. It's like kind of equal to what we do here. A lot of talented people in one room with some microphones. Right. Interested audience. Yeah. The age of golden radio. We're bringing it back, Chris. We're the bring it back guys. We're, we're trying. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're striving for it. All right. Well, we're going to go out with a little Doris Day here as we take a short break. Listeners, thanks for playing along with us on Name That Crooner. Thanks, Helen, for the idea. It was a lot of fun. All of these Christmas songs and many, many more can be heard every day on Harvest Family Radio during the Christmas season. 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. It is 4.17 p.m. on this Friday, December 15th. Stick around. More live till 5 after this short break. Rush home with their treasures. Hear the snow crunch, see the kids bunch. This is Santa's big scene. And above all this bustle, you hear. Wassling our way through the afternoon, 421 p.m. on this Friday, December 15th. Glad to have you with us here on Live Till 5. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode 244. Hard to believe we've been on the air this long. For a lot of reasons. Uh, I think some would say hard to believe we've been allowed to be on the air this long. Um, There's someone out there with the initials TB that reminds me of that often. But that person also doesn't want me to mention them on the air. Because that could be detrimental. So I don't mention them on the air at all. Don't mention TV. them. No, no, not a good idea. They sometimes... I'm sure um, nobody's guessed it yet. No. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady says that to him all the time. All the time. Yeah, TB. That's what... Tuberculosis. <laughs> all right, so it is Friday afternoon, December 15th. It's 4.21 p.m., kind of celebrating the Christmas season. Our topic of the day is snow... 
Did you guys know that Hawaii has snow, a lot of snow? Yes, on the mountain. That's right, on the mountain. So uh, let me give you a little weather report that came from Hawaii about, this is two weeks ago yesterday, I believe. Snow is falling in Hawaii and expected to blanket the volcanic summits of Hawaii's Big Island at times through Thursday. This was two weeks ago, like I said. Temperatures have fluctuated near the freezing mark over the Big Island summits, where a mix of snow and rain is occurring, along with gusty winds. Snow is seen at times on the Mauna Kea Observatory webcams late Monday into Wednesday afternoon. While snow was falling on the volcanic peaks of the Big Island at times, heavy rainfall had been observed elsewhere. Locally, heavy snow is anticipated on the summits of the Big Island uh, into at least Thursday evening, prompted a National Weather Service to issue winter weather advisories in the areas where up to two inches of additional snow is expected, along with some ice, leading to localized storm uh, totals of over six inches. Wow. You just don't think of Hawaii being a snowy place. But those, I, a, a mountain that big can kind of make its own weather. Um, True is what they. I think them. last year there was a time every state in United States had snow on it. I think you're right. That's how I remember yeah. that Hawaii can have snow. Could be. Well, here's a news item someone sent me. KC, thank you very much. By the way, won't mention your name on there, but thank you, KC, for the listener submitted content. World's largest snowball fight canceled because of too much snow. Kind of ironic, isn't uh-huh. it? Yeah. It's definitely possible to have too much of a good thing. Yeah. Um, we we've I've learned that with this drink right here, too much of a good thing. Yeah. It's like an extra large chilled chocolate with mint in it. Whew, a little too much of a good thing. It's great. First half is awesome. Uh, the world's largest snowball fight was canceled over the weekend because of too much snow. The Six Flags Great Adventure theme park in o- Ori- Ocean or- Ocean Ocean County, New Jersey, closed on Saturday due to the winter storm warning. The park was scheduled to host an attempt at breaking the Guinness World Record. For world's largest snowball fight with 9,000 participants. Wow. So, the current world record for the world's largest snowball fight. That's a lot of worlds in there. The current, they could have just said the current record for the world's yeah. largest snowball fight. Or that. the current world record for snowball fights. But they said world twice. <sighs> they should have sent it to me first. It's too anyway. bad they didn't have that. I think they would add a ball. <laughs> a snowball. And, you know, the previous... <laughs> Uh, I'll, get, I'll give you uh, <laughs> 73 guesses where you think the previous record was held. Go. Mm. Where do you think the previous record was? Before before they the, the current record that's held right now, where is it at? All right. I want to say I think it was the New York Jets game when they all threw oh, snowballs the ice. at yeah, Santa. That, oh, yeah. I, I remember Are they that. counting that? No. It doesn't count. That probably actually 7,681 participants uh, hurling snowballs at each other happened in what? Let's start with country. What country? Austria. Mm-hmm. Not Austria. Mm-hmm. Oh, I you have would. 72 guesses left. I, I don't. I mean, I, Eliminate all the African nations and other hot climates, Malaysia. Holland. Nope. Canada. Oh, Canada, yeah. Saskatoon, Canada has the current world record for largest snowball fight. However, Six Flags Great Adventure can take consolation in the fact they already have one world record. Last year, the theme park broke the Guinness World Record for the most couples kissing under the mistletoe. Oh. You know what? I wonder if um, the people that run the Six Flags theme park are also youth sponsors, because that sounds like something that like, a youth well, group would do. This is what like, I would do. Like dress-up night, mistletoe night, well, a snowball fight I'd night. Have the, I'd, have the t- I'd have the couples kissing and then immediately pick up a snowball and throw and it And hit them with a snowball. Right at the moment, could, they're about ready to. 
touch. Well, they hold yeah. the largest Wah-pow. failed attempt. It's true. At it. So, so the yeah, biggest you know, failures. They're, they're in the Guinness Book of World Failures. Anyway, a lot of stuff happening around the world. I'm going to talk about snow and ice a little later. But uh, I do want to, um, first off, just recognize Brian's contribution to the show. And I then, think everyone already knew that, yeah, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I also... saying. Yes. I want to also uh, thank the listeners for staying tuned for the first hour and 27 minutes of the show. We still have a lot to talk about. But I want to mention this Sunday, 1030 a.m., we have our Harvest Baptist Bible College Christmas program. If you don't have a church home, we don't want to pull you away from your regular church home. So if you have a church home, a place where you're going to worship the Lord, they open the Bible, they preach the Word, worship with your brothers and sisters in Christ there where they're counting on you. Go serve your brothers and sisters in Christ while you're there. Uh, Be there to be a blessing. Be there to be uh, growing in the Word. But if you don't have a church home or you're, you're... you're looking for a church home, Harvest Baptist Church, 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning is our regular worship service in the Harvest Baptist Church Auditorium. We're located right off of Route 8, off of uh, Sergeant Roy T. Damien Jr. Street, behind the Mobile McDonald's, and our Christmas program with our Harvest Baptist Bible College students. All our students in the Bible College are from Micronesia, and they do different musicals and dramas throughout uh, different seasons, and this year, yeah, their Christmas program, I've heard, has a, a flair for the humorous. Is what I've heard. It's got a got a little bit of a humorous touch to it, a little bit musical, a little bit of drama. It's Sounds called. Like it's gonna be a good time. A Christmas tale. A Christmas tale. Yep. Is that T A L E? T A L E. Okay. All right. Yeah. Excellent. I I I think there's a Netflix uh, Christmas special about dogs in a dog orphanage or something called A Christmas Tale. And it's T A I L. So no. don't want to get mixed up with that. Don't say you think you know that, Jerry. Well, there's a <laughs> lot something. of Christmas movies out there. <laughs> Some Hallmark specials. <laughs> Christmas with a capital C, by the way, if you're looking for a good Christmas movie on Netflix. I actually like really? that one. And it's about Alaska. Wow. Didn't I talk about this last year? You might have been rolling uh, your eyes at the time. I can't remember. I remember. I, it usually, you, you, might have you been, know, don't you, that most uh, most films set in Alaska are not have filmed. never set foot in Alaska no. and know nothing about Alaska. Well, it's because Alaska is a harsh, brutal place for filming, I'm When sure. I was there, we started, we, we began the beginnings of a, a an Alaska film commission and now they actually do shoot movies yep. in Alaska because I believe it's some of this was filmed in Alaska it says at the end and yeah. it, some of it is filmed in Washington state I yeah. believe they bring up a crew so, they yeah. shoot all the great scenery right. then they the actors never then show the rest up. was like in a back is, lot in right. uh yeah in, for those igloo scenes yeah yeah all yeah. the igloo scenes yeah, yeah. yep back so lot. Anyway, Christmas with a capital C. It's on Netflix. And it's, it's kind of a faith-based type film. Really, really well done, I thought. Everyone that I tell that, though, they kind of come back and they're like, did I get that right? That's the one you wanted me to watch? Not Christmas Kiss or Christmas Princess or Prince to Kiss the Christmas uh, Princess or whatever. You know, they, they're always a little bit disappointed. <laughs> I'm a Mrs. Miracle guy. Miss Miracle. I like that. Now there's Mr. Miracle because Miss Miracle passed away. I know. You got... Perhaps her last yes. autograph ever. Yeah, how did I get that, that Brian? That uh, was Doris a Roberts. Gift from me. Yes. I wrote her saying, I have a super fan that I know, Jared Baldwin. Slight exaggeration. And, uh, and um, she sent an autograph, and a week after it re- received yeah. in the mail, national news, she died. She passed away. And her. she sent me, uh, she signed the card. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like she or someone with a very shaky hand did the envelope. 
And yep. then uh, signed a little card, like a little three by five card, Doris Roberts. Yeah. And um, that the value of that autograph went up to seventy three cents since yeah. she passed away. I was going to get you that City of Live Tell Five episodes, but I said I'm going to go a step beyond this year. I, I appreciate <laughs> that. I appreciate that. The gift that keeps on. Well, it's not really giving yeah, she, me anything. <laughs> it's just on the shelf. But I do appreciate it. I, I haven't got any celebrity, you know, autographs mm-hmm. ever. Uh, how about this? Most popular holiday toys over the past, you know, couple decades here from Mental Floss. Let me just go through a few. How about 1983? This is when I was 11 years old. Garbage Patch Kids. Mm-hmm. Terrible idea. Garbage Pail Kids? Or is it Garbage These are patch? Garbage... Uh, oh, sorry. Garbage uh, Pail? No, no, no. Cabbage Patch Kids. Yeah. There's Garbage, garbage Pail. Patch look, the, when yeah. the light shines through the paper, it looks like a G, right? It doesn't look like oh, a C. Yeah. So the, the light shining oh, through. Oh, wow. So yeah. anyway. Those are still yeah, up Let there. me look through the other part of my trifocals. Cabbage Patch Kids. Of course. 1983. Um, they were created in 1978. Transformers, 1984. Yeah. I, I remember I got a Megatron... That was back when Megatron was a pistol. We had Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. Yeah. Oh, man. That was yeah. when he was like that Kenworth semi-truck. Yeah, it was yeah, great. It was great. Uh, let's see. Teddy Ruxpin yes. was uh, 1985 and 1986. You know, those too are, expensive Those are us. back out this year. Yeah. And yeah. you put a little cassette tape in the back and his eyes and mouth moved yeah. and things like Told that. Told the story for you, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He'd read a story to you. And when you hear a little ding, then you turn the page. Uh, 1988 Nintendo Entertainment System, the 8-bit video game console, like Super Tech Mobile and Donkey Kong and yeah. things like that. Mario. We got one of those, but we got it. We always got them a couple of years after, sure. right? Yeah. When the new one came out, get the old. We one. got the old. That's one. right. Hey, nothing wrong with That's that. Right. 1989 Game Boy. Maybe you can get one of those this year. Uh, 1989 <laughs> Game Boy handheld video game console. They're actually collectible now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used to used to be able to find those at yard sales for like ten bucks. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles top action figure based on characters from the film nineteen ninety. Yep. The Purple Dinosaur nineteen ninety two Barney. Yep. Uh, plush toy based on the character from the popular TV series on public television. Yeah. So a multi multi million dollar enterprise funded by corporation for public broadcast. well that's often the case if you think of something like uh, sesame street even I mean, uh, yep. what's the one about the abbey the oh downton, um, abbey. downton abbey yeah all something the bbc like that, shows where you yeah. have these enormous franchises yep. come right out of public television interesting yeah. Uh, yeah. i don't want to get too political the talk boy portable audio cassette player and recorder now yes. this was originally that was conceived alone, right? and used as a prop in the 1992 yeah. film home alone yeah. 2 Lost in New York became popular during the holiday season. It became so popular Hasbro was forced to pull its ads due to supply shortages. Yep. Yeah, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, were really big the next year. Then 1995 Beanie Babies. Mm. Still cashing in on those puppies. You know Beanie really? Babies. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> around that time, 1995, the uh, Happy Meal. You could get a Beanie yep. Baby Happy Meal toy. I have some of those. And you could go straight to the front of the line and just buy the Beanie Baby. Wow. And people would stop by the the McDonald's and ask, what Beanie Baby do you have today? And then they would collect them. Mm-hmm. And there were people that really, kind of like today's bronies, there were like all these grown adults that were buying Beanie Babies. Well, they were a brony. They were the bit. You know what a brony is? Never heard of it. Tell them what a brony is. Brony. Oh, <laughs> that is uh, My Little Pony, uh, a guy 
who is into the show My Little Pony, there's a whole subculture yeah. of these people. And they're not necessarily what? like effeminate. Yes. They just collect the stuff. They like it. It's it, like this thing. Just like grown adults buying Beanie Babies, grown men buying My Little Ponies. It's like that Comic Con type of scene. Almost. Yeah, really. They get yeah. obsessed with wow. it. Yeah, it's it's so big. It's actually a a noun. Uh, Tickle Me Elmo, nineteen ninety six. Tamagotchis, nineteen ninety seven. My dot Amy, turn the radio off right now. Uh oh. Okay, Amy. My daughters are getting a Tamagotchi this year. Wow. They're the. Freddy From 1997? No, not that old. The um, Fr- Freddie Ruxpin and the Tamagotchi. Teddy Ruxpin? Yeah, Teddy. That's his brother, Freddie. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they kind of parted Teddy, ways yeah, as children. Yeah. One went bad, one they're, went good. They're triplets, Eddie as well. Yeah. One. And, uh, but they're remaking all these toys now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. this big subculture where all yeah. these parents now are getting Retro stuff they toys. had as yeah, kids. Sure. But Tamagotchis were a big push, and they were selling out all over. So I got two early on from Barnes & Noble, shipped to Guam, by the way, for free. I think they were shipped for free. Ta- Tamagotchi virtual, uh, handheld virtual pet. Yep. And there were 15 Tamagotchis sold every minute in the U.S. and Canada at the height of its popularity. More than, more than 40 million units sold worldwide that year, 1997. Yep. The Furby, 1998. Mm-hmm. There's a good TED Talk with the guy that invented the Furby. Very interesting. Uh, Pokemon, 1999, Razor Scooters, 2000, Bratz, probably mm-hmm. the most disappointing thing, yeah. uh, 2001, 2002, Beyblades, those were very popular. When we moved to Guam, everyone was into Beyblades. It's what like a little they? spinning top. It's a, it's like a top that you can actually battle with each other. So you have a, a spinning oh. top. So it's it's a you know 21st century version of a game they played 100 years ago. Where people would have tops and they would have their tops would would battle each other and knock them over. And so this Beyblades, they have these high tech tops. Some of them had lights on them. They have like little ridges on them, little blades. They're not sharp, but and they battle each other. And if you knock theirs over, you get to take it and stuff. And hmm. I don't know if it's like gambling or what. Xbox 360, 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here, 2008, the Nintendo Wii, Zuzu Pets, 2009. Yeah. Plush robotic toy, originally known as the Go-Go Hamsters in the UK. Zuzu sounds better. Uh, became so huge that their $9 retail value shot up to $60. 2014, the Elsa doll, based on the character from the animated film Frozen. Uh, 2015, BB-8, remote-controlled toy droid based on the character from Star Wars The Force Awakens. Hatchimals, 2016. Mm-hmm. Interactive toy that starts as an egg and needs love to hatch. Okay, NES Classic Mini uh, was 2017 and or 2016 also. 2017 this year, and I've seen these, and I might even seen you buying these, Brian. Mm-hmm. Fingerlings, adorable I, and interactive collectible baby monkeys. I didn't get one. My dad got two. I thought I, I saw it come through the mail, yeah, or on the screen or something on your computer. There, yeah, as I was. I, peering over your shoulder. I have a hobby. I actually researched this months before Christmas, and I have will invest. Mm-hmm. I used to. I haven't done it as much anymore, but that's I'll what invest. every brony says. <laughs> 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 but I get really into it and stuff. It fascinates. So me. So you're into fingerlings? Nah, I I looked at them ahead of time. There is an aftermarket. Or some of them go for like 50, 60 mm-hmm. bucks. Um, it's probably a short window of time before the mar- market yeah. gets saturated, another wave of them come out. Exactly. Like so, like the NES Classic last year, the Hatchimals, um, 
someone they did an article they they purchased tons of them and they they made so much money but they they kind of you know took a gamble really right. early on and bought right. a whole bunch not knowing and so then, you know 50 years ago people were buying pork bellies and wheat barrels and now they're buying hatchimals and I don't know if that was 50 shenanigans years. <laughs> uh, let's see here you can still when, buy pork bellies you can buy pork bellies it's a yeah. futures Payless it's the futures market right lines yeah. no no corner. no it's it's part of the futures market it's uh, right. something where you're prospecting on the value of something right. before it's sold so yes. pork bellies as as funny as that sounds just it a, actually is a it, term for yeah. Prospecting on the value of certain yeah. agricultural things. So cattle futures, you can buy cattle those futures, too. pork bellies, uh, right. Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin is very similar. Fingerlings, though, they are when played with, the monkey comes alive, responding to sound, motion, and touch. Manufactured by a high-tech robotics and entertainment company, they're part of the popular trend of robotic pets. See, once you got past like Teddy Ruxpin, it was out of my childhood or whatever, and then it kind of got a little fuzzy, and I didn't remember much. See, yeah. You really took me to school in that last um, segment, but which now was it's, you know, with the... Yeah, the tables have turned. Yeah. There you go. Well, here's one final uh, one to talk about before we go to the break, because I know uh, we have one listener, TP. It's not what you think it stands for. It's his name. But TP, uh, his favorite sport curling because really? i said hey today tp i didn't call wow. him tp but i call him by his name hey <laughs> fill in the blank um i'm gonna talk about your favorite sport today and i pull this off the print he goes curling and i said yes he goes i hate that sport i was like oh well at least but i'm really good at guessing so it's like okay so we're talking about curling and then when i said that i said curling two of our listeners kc and br i gotta get all these initials correct one of them said to the other, "Oh, like with your hair?" Yes. It's like, come yes. on now. That's, uh, uh, please, curling. So this is from the Curling for Dummies cheat sheet, which I'm going to distribute to BR and KC so they can get caught up on this. Curling has a rich history. That's an exaggeration. With many traditions that continue to this day, though its origins of though the origins of curling are unclear. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the first person that glued their coffee pot handle to a squished uh, bowling ball? <laughs> Um, most people regard Scotland as, a cur- as curling's birthplace. Today, curling is played around the world, largely thanks to introduction in the Olympics in 1988. Because curling can seem complicated if you don't know a lot about it, this article from dummies.com, uh, one of my favorite places to go, by the way, uh, for curling terminology and, and the roles of each position on a team, how scoring and other elements of the game work, and why curling is such a great sport to play. I'm not going to read everything about this because I don't want people to fall asleep at the wheel that are driving right now. But let me just give you a few things about curling. Like some terms, I want to ask you guys what you think they are. What is uh, a bonspiel? I think I had that. It's a bonspiel. <laughs> yeah, German a bonspiel. Uh, I think it's the rock that they that they push. Mm. The bonspiel. I don't know. And really. you think it's a curler's breakfast? Mm, I'm going with the broom. No, it is the tournament where curlers compete. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I've heard some of these because we had. How about this? What is burning a rock? What is that referring to in the match itself? Burning a rock. That is when you wipe another player's rock off the mat. Uh, It is uh, an infraction that happens when a player touches a stone that's traveling down the sheet. Nice. Great. Uh, Let's see. What is a button? Oh, wow. 
Is that when you get it right in the bullseye? Bullseye. Very I went good. to curling camp for yeah, four, really, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Nice. Four, four winters. Okay. Wow. We stayed in what's the next a igloo okay? In now we knew a bond spiel was a tournament where curlers compete. What's a cash spiel? Mm. Cash spiel. Is that like the NIT of curling championships? The it's actually a tournament where curlers compete for money. Yeah, cash spiel. Cash spiel, of course. Delivery. What's the delivery? That's the method of releasing the... Wow, the action of throwing the stone to the other end of the playing surface. But what's a glockenspiel? That's a whole different game. Oh! how? Okay. What's a gripper? The person who pushes the rock across? It is the sole of your curling shoe. Mm. Oh. Uh, what's a hammer? Right. You pound nails with it. <laughs> that is true, but not in this quiz. I don't know. It's the last rock in the end of the match. So it's the last rock that you slide. So here you go. Here are the members of the curling team. The lead throws the first two rocks at the end and then sweeps the next six. The lead must be very good at throwing guards and strong, a strong sweeper. Mm. Second, the se- that's the name. Second, not just second, but second. The second throws the third and fourth stones. That's not confusing. To the end and should be strong at playing takeouts. I'm good at takeout. Yeah. I went to Pan yeah. Express yesterday. Second sweeps the first two stones and then the final four of the end. The second and the lead need to be in sync uh, when sweeping together. Oh, yeah. The third, third, or mate, or vice, depending on where you're from, uh, which club you play for, who throws the fifth and sixth rocks of the end must be good at all shots, but especially draws. It is the third's job to set up the shots that will be thrown by the skip and to help Skip discuss the strategy of the flux capacitor when they go to the knick-knack in the piddlywink. No, I'm just kidding. I made up that last sentence. But mm. you wouldn't even know it because curling is kind of confusing when you read this. You know, if you want your child to become an Olymp- Olympic champion, just start them early in curling. What? I got you know, ma- I got to imagine the competitiveness. There's got to be like six or seven other competitors in each country. No. If it, it, no, I, I think, think that's Micronesia and Guam should true. come up with a national curling program. Yeah, you won't win a thing, but you'll get a Disney movie deal out of it. Maybe yeah. a made-for-TV Disney movie, but a made-for-TV Disney movie yeah. is worth a lot to the local economy. So I recommend having a Guam national curling team and a Micronesia, like FSM independent one. Maybe have a few tournaments. Mm-hmm. Let's um, organize a bond spiel. Yes, a bond spiel. You know, we don't or a in cash ca- spiel. Well, we don't really believe in cash spiels here. Well, no, I think little- they compete. They, like I guess if you pay a registration fee, right, it's not a yeah. gamble. I don't, I don't yeah. think it's gambling at all. Instead of, well, not when you're as good as me. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, it's a guaranteed. <laughs> and uh, we won't use ice. We'll just soap up the gym floor. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll, yeah. The athletic department will love that. Yeah. Hey, why not? So yeah. anyway, that's curling. Uh, not your hair, Casey, but uh, that is actually um, just a fun little game that they play in the Olympics. It is 4.45, 16.45, according to this clock here, 4.45 p.m. on this Friday, December 15th. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. This is Live Till 5. Glad to have you with us this afternoon. If you ever miss part of the show, noon to 2 Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night, catch us on the rebound or go to khmg.org, and you can download the podcasts of this show and many other great programs that we produce here at Live at uh, Harvest Family Radio, including Live Till 5. We'll take a short break. Back after this.
And we're back with a little more live till 5, 4.48 p.m. on this Friday, December 15th, 10 days till Christmas. If you're listening to the live show, only one week till Christmas Eve, if you're listening to the Sunday night broadcast, 7 to 9 p.m., noon to two Saturdays as well. I'd encourage you to check out our website, khmg.org, not for this show. I mean, this show's a lot of fun, and I encourage you to check us out, listen to the live stream, download the podcast. But you can also download podcasts from many other shows that we produce here. We have about half a dozen shows that we produce here locally. And if you've ever been to Harvest Baptist Church, a lot of the people that have spoken to Harvest Baptist Church at one time or another, we take those sermons and we produce those. We, we produce a program that will include those sermons. Some of those are programs that feature our pastors and some are programs that feature guest speakers that have been recent or even in the the distant past, you know, decades ago. And we try to take all these great messages and we make them available. We don't want them just lost um, to time. We want to make sure that these resources are available for people out there. Chris, why don't we talk a little bit about what's available on khmg.org for podcasts? Because a lot of people are going to have some free time on their hands coming up with Christmas break, some extra downtime. Might be yeah. a good time to download a few podcasts and listen, build up your Christian walk. First off, why don't you explain how people can search for things on our website to find sermons or messages about topics that interest them? So in the last year or so, we've been producing two programs primarily that are half-hour daily preaching programs, Building Great Leaders with Dr. Les Olala and Harvest Echoes, which is the one you were just describing which has the uh, messages from uh, previous events here at Harvest. Excellent, excellent stuff. Um, all of those are really great uh, programs. But those two, you can go to the programs page on khmg.org, and you can search via um, uh, sermon title, if you happen to know that. Maybe you heard it on the radio and you want to go search for it, or by speaker. So you could search for Dr. Olala or some other speaker. Maybe you heard Danny Whetstone or you know, Tom Farrell or somebody, and you want to search for their messages, or you can search by Bible passage, or you could search by topic. So we have a hundred or so topics on there, I would say, and you could search by a, a topic and find something you're interested in, maybe faith or grace or salvation or discipleship or something of that nature. And you can find in that just the library of the two most recent shows. Now, the reason some of the others aren't in there to search is because we do those are shorter programs. So like Dr. Doug McLaughlin's program is only about 15 minutes long. So sometimes you'll have a four-part sermon that's basically the same sermon. So we didn't want, really want to give people four results for the same sermon. It just looks a little weird in the search. But if you go to the Living Redemptively program, you can go to the uh, monthly archives and find those. So if you're, it, it, these are Bible teaching and preaching programs. We don't have a lot of other style programs apart from Live Till Five and uh, interview program like Harvest Time, but not all Harvest Times are, have we made available. Some of them are timely. And so I don't, I don't always put out the timely Harvest Time programs because they don't, they don't age well. Right. Uh, they just sort of sit there and, and, you know, when you're saying come this Sunday to a, an event, it's, it's not that helpful for six months later for you to download right. it. But um, most of the things are up to date. The other thing that we have is like Take Note. Like today we talked about on Take Note um, our uh, 
what did we talk about on Take Note? I don't know. know. Uh, who it. was the host? I don't uh, know. <laughs> no, uh, we, we, uh, different programs of Take Note uh, have highlights there. So I take out, I don't put the whole show up because we do music in that show. And so we don't give people the music to download. Um, but uh, we, we give them just a clip of something we talked about that I try to make somewhat representative of what the rest of the show sounded like. So that's a nice short one if you want to download four or five minutes worth of audio, just something that'll give you a, a taste of what uh, the station sounds like. That will, those, are, those are good as well. But I put myself on the spot with uh, today's show topic. But um, anyway, it's, uh, there are highlights there. And I'm going to put the, the one from today up there. Do it. I'll do it, yeah. So, so people that follow us on Facebook, you right. often put links through our Facebook uh, so that people can just click right there on the Facebook link, and it'll take them right to yeah. either a podcast or We or talked something. about habits, by the way, good habits. Excellent, all right. That's I'm great. not in the habit of remembering what I talked about on right. Take Note, apparently. But, uh, yeah, so, so it, pretty much on social media, there will always be the latest item I'll update on there, not every single thing that I put there to upload, like the Heart of Harvest programs or Living Redemptively programs that I put up there. But if you follow us on Facebook um, or on Twitter, because we have a Twitter as well, um, you'll see the latest, pretty much see the latest thing. Or you can subscribe to the podcast, which is called Harvest Latest Colon Harvest Family Radio. So that's basically the, the latest things that we put out. You can subscribe in iTunes or Google Play or RSS feed or Whatever the case, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, you can subscribe that way as well. So, so go to khmg.org and check all of that out. And then, of yeah. course, listen while you're sitting at your desk at work or maybe at home, you have a computer uh, nearby. You don't have to have a radio receiver anymore to be able to listen to beautiful right. Christian music, Bible-based programming. I'll say something else, too. We are, um, first of the year, we're upgrading our live stream. So there's a couple of things are going to change on the website, um, and it's it's getting better Basically, we're going to have be able to provide um, better quality audio faster. So you won't have some of the buffering that you might have currently. I don't usually have the problem. If you have fast enough internet, you usually don't have the problem. But once in a while, there is a problem with our stream. And so we're upgrading the stream first of the year. And it gives us some other options, too, like our smart like smart speakers and things. So if you have one of those Alexas, I don't know if people know this, but if you say to your Alexa, um, play Harvest Family Radio Guam, uh, it will play Harvest Family Radio Guam. So Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's because- what if I say it right now? I say, Alexa, play Harvest Family Radio Guam. Will it do it? If they've got their radio tune- turned on and Alexa is- Alexa. Tuned to Harvest Family Radio Guam. But if they're already listening to it, then the Alexa is just going to turn on oh, and going to yeah, play true. the same thing. Yeah. But when the type of person that's listening to a transistor yes. radio probably didn't now, have an Alexa sitting there. I'm saying that by faith. Yes. The reason I'm saying that by faith is because I don't have an Alexa, but I'm told this is what happens. Alexa, Dominic the Italian Christmas donkey. Just testing. I'd be curious <laughs> to see if it happens for anyone. But now, they're, le- now yes. they're losing us. So Yes. Yes. So I'm promoting something by faith. I haven't, I haven't actually tried it. with my own voice. I heard Joe's going to get one. So oh, when he be comes great. in, we got to test it out. That'll be great. Yeah. That'll be great. Well, Chris, appreciate all the work you put into 
helping Harvest Family Radio continue to move forward in the broadcast ministry. It's not just a radio signal. So much more is happening here at Harvest Family Radio, and we're glad to be part of that. Uh, it's it's an entire uh, menu of ministry options uh, for us to be able to share with people here on Guam and all around the world. We encourage you to not only check out our website, but please share what you do appreciate through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Follow us. And then anytime you, you see something on Harvest Family Radio's Facebook page, give us a thumbs up, click share, you know, just repost it. By doing that, you don't realize. That's like in the old days when people used to call in and leave a nice comment. Now, by sharing something, reposting something we have out there, it's the same as calling in. We just really appreciate it. And it's our way of knowing that people are interacting with us. We get feedback weekly from different people. Sometimes it's a little more anecdotal. We'll hear kind of through the grapevine. Sometimes it's someone will specifically say something that they heard. Sometimes we'll get an email or a phone call or um, a private message on Facebook or even a, a someone will post to our Facebook. So we appreciate that. We, we love to hear that. Can I say, by the way, thank you to people who caught me at Festival of Lights? Because I had a bunch of people say they were regular listeners at Festival of Lights, which surprised me a little bit because I didn't know how they knew who I was and things like that. But uh, I also uh, have been to a couple of places recently where strangers recognize my voice and things. So I'm getting some anecdotal feedback from time to time. But thanks to people who, who stop us and, you know, either one of us probably. Yeah, and if say, we never heard from yeah. anyone, it would be yeah. harder yeah. To gauge, yeah, you know, how effective we're being. And although it's impossible to really measure all of it. And the yeah. online streams we can measure, but the the radio communication, we can't really measure that except for when we hear from people. So thank you very much for that. Yep. And thanks, Chris, for putting all the time in. Really yep. appreciate it. I'm just going to wrap up the show now. So, yeah. All right. Well, let me, let me just say a few things to the listeners here as we wrap up the show. I thank you for listening to two hours of Live Till Five every week. It's the fastest two hours of my life. And I appreciate all the people that come up and make the show possible. Chris, Sebastian, Lawrence. Today, Brian Leonard's coming up, hanging out with us. The good folks down at The Hub. Our friends down at Faith Bookstore. Again, I'd encourage you to stop by there during this Christmas season. Open 10 to 7, Monday through Saturday. Stop by there. Good folks. Stop by our Hub, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. And then after the Sunday morning church services. And this week, Sunday night, we're going to be open in The Hub for just a one-time special night after the evening church service. So I encourage you to do that. Again, you can stop by also our church service. This week we have a special uh, program with our Harvest Baptist Bible College students performing a Christmas program called A Christmas Tale. I encourage you to join us 10.30 a.m. Be there early. Get a good seat. Come visit us anytime at Harvest Baptist Church. We're located right off of Route 8 off of Sergeant Roy T. Damien Jr. Street, Route 8, behind the Mobile McDonald's. Just come down the street. You can't miss us. And Christmas lights every night, 6.30 to 10 p.m. Beautiful Christmas lights, Christmas music playing. The campus is open. I encourage you to come, walk around, bring the kids, take pictures, and enjoy this Christmas season. Merry Christmas to you from Harvest Family Radio. And from me, Jared Baldwin, the host of Live Till 5. It is Friday, December 15th, episode 244. You're listening to us on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Have a great weekend.